get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 87th episode of What Up Though Podcast. Yes, sir. It's good to be back. After a week off and shit, we back in this bitch. Yeah, man. I've been feeling kind of like uh, deprived from podcast episodes, man. We had like a week off. Then we came back, did one, had another week off. and Yeah, we haven't had too many consistent weeks in a while, but you know, life happens. Shit happens. It does. Uh, so, last week we wasn't... Uh, we didn't record. And, we weren't. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> right. And I actually uh, did a guest spot on a, what, uh, duh. what would they say next podcast? Yeah, so, man. I'm, I'm fucking sick about that, dog. <laughs> I'm sick, man. Because I've, I've been saying for like months, dog, like, hey, man, we should get together and do like a, like a collaborative podcast or what would they say next? And then like I was sick last week and I'm like, man, I can't make it out do the podcast. I can't do it. I'm sick. And then you were like, yeah, I got shit up. I don't know if we can record. Then it pop up next day like, yeah, Otis, so what would they say next? Like, this fuck boy. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you were sick, and I was like, cool, that works out, because I had a bunch of shit. You <laughs> cool, know. that works out, because I wanted to record what would they say next without that nigga anyway. Yeah, so this the thing was like, I was... I was running late on everything I had to do that day. And then I was like, you said you were sick. I was like, you know what? There's no re- reason to really, really rush it. So I was like, cool. So I had, was chatting with Johnny, and I was like, well, what time y'all recording? And they was like, something like 10-ish. I was like, all right, well, maybe, you know what I'm saying? He's like, you got Skype? I'm like, I think I have Skype. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had a Skype account, like, years ago, and I probably used it once or twice. So anyway... Figured that shit out, you know. That was actually pretty fun. Um, it, it actually shows because you know we, for those who don't know, we record ours in person. So you know we're all we're together. We do this, but um, what would they say next? They actually just record through Skype in every respective homes or whatever. So that was actually kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so we back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It, it was uh. It was a good week, man. I mean, it was a good week in the sense of like, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling too well, but I had a good week. It turns out that um, what what well, what really happened was I got really sick on Tuesday. We record on Wednesday, and I got pretty sick on Tuesday, like really sick. And I I didn't go to work. I stayed home. I, I actually I stayed in the bed for the full Tuesday and Wednesday. Like I didn't really? get out. Yeah, I didn't I get out of the bed to do. Yeah, I didn't get out of the bed to do anything other than go to the bathroom. Like wow. I was in the bed for two days straight. And uh, my son was sick too, and he stayed home with me on Tuesday. Y'all had the same bug or some shit. No, nah, he had some different shit. But he um he was kind of like cool for the most part it was like a combination like i probably could have took him to school but i was so fucked up it was like well you you kind of sick too so we might as well just both stay home and then like on tuesday yeah on tuesday i was just like well i can't really function at this point so all i really did was like i got out of bed to like you know if he needed something to eat you know something like that i got the bed but for the most part he just like played video games and watched tv and i was just like in the bed for like two days straight and I felt pretty decent on Wednesday, but and I 
in all honesty, if it wasn't for the fact that I already had Thursday and Friday scheduled off work. Um, so I figured, well, I could go to work on Wednesday, but I'm not 100%. And I'm like, I might as well just take this day off too and get 100%. And then I got the next two days off, so fuck it. And um, the reason I did that was because I had Thursday and Friday scheduled off because my wife and I had an appointment to actually find out the gender of our child. Have I even said on the podcast yet that we're expecting a kid? I, I don't even know. I might have. I think you did. Yeah, probably. Well, but you, um, well, folks that don't know. Yeah. So um, we're expecting. Yeah, my <laughs> wife and I are uh, baby. Yeah, my wife's <laughs> pregnant, and um, I we ha- we decided that on that Thursday we had the appointment to find out the gender of our child and then we we planned a little trip up north to Mackinac and uh and the upper peninsula of Michigan and um I figured you know I want to make sure that I'm 100% for the appointment and for our little trip up north so I might as well just take Wednesday off as well and recuperate and try to make sure that I'm as close to 100% as possible since I knew I was probably gonna be driving and all that shit so so I just took Wednesday off you know I I could have gone to work and I spent Wednesday in bed too but um so yeah um uh podcast breaking news I'm having a baby girl. And that is That's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's it's something, man. I, I spent mean, a lot of my adult life feeling like, man, if I have a baby girl, man, that's going to be that's going to be some shit, man, and it's I I it's it's that's, it that, is going to be some I shit. I guess it's dope that, you know, it's it, it's both of the first for you, you know. She don't she never had she don't have any kids. So the fact that the first kid y'all gonna have is a girl that you don't have, and obviously she don't have any. So exactly, you know, it's not like oh, I already got a boy type deal, but you right. Know, that's that's dope. That's dope. How does she feel about it? Oh, she she wanted not just wanted a girl, but was fully convinced that we were gonna be having a girl. So it was just confirmation. Like I told of her. you, nigga. Yeah, basically, you. yeah. So she was fully convinced that we were gonna have a girl. So we went to the appointment. Uh, the appointment was at twelve thirty. We were out of there at like twelve fifty. It was like real, really? yeah. It was real quick. Soon I mean, as we was, walked in, so they, so, so, how does that work? Like, are you doing any like testing while you're there, or are they already looking at like what, what happens? Well, she had an appointment already, maybe like about a week or two prior. That was like a standard uh, baby checkup, and then this appointment was solely to find out the gender. So that's why I went so fast. It was like we just went in there. We showed up. The point was at 1230. We showed up at 1230. They brought us immediately to the back, straight to the ultrasound room and, did, you know, did the shit. And they they buried the lead, as they say in uh, in journalism. They buried the lead and, and they did a whole bunch of shit showing us other assets to the baby. Like, oh, okay, here's the baby's legs. Here's the baby's arms. Here's, you know, all this shit. So they waited to the end. Yeah, and saved the gender shit for last. And then they uh, they confirmed that it was a girl. Now I, <laughs> I felt like, uh, have you? Do you watch Family Guy? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the thing where where Peter showed up at the uh, where Peter was at the birth of his kid? Yeah. And they're like, it's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> he was like standing there, like all kinds of like hockey gears. He was like, can, can, can you check again? <laughs> like, that's, how, that's how that's how I was feeling. I was like, uh, are, are you sure? And she was like, I haven't been wrong in twenty four years. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay, well, well I, I guess, guess it is a girl. Yeah, I guess it's a girl then. So uh, we left from that, and then we went to actually, well, it was, by this point, it was like 
12 51 o'clock in the afternoon and we both had the day off we didn't have anything else to do so and we weren't leaving to go up north till friday morning so we had the whole rest of that day so we we rolled over to target and we kind of like we didn't create like a registry for the baby shower but we just kind of like looked at the shit they were selling and it's crazy the advancements in technology between now and when michael was born eight years ago it's like crazy the kind of shit they have like as far as like baby monitors and shit yeah it's crazy yeah but um yeah we we checked some of that shit out and chilled for the rest of the day and uh went up north for the weekend we went to uh Mackinac, which is uh i've still never been there i want to go so bad just because i yeah, want to go when it's warm though yeah you have to because we went too early it wasn't even really open yet like they were still kind of preparing for the spring flow so it was kind of mostly dead, but it was for us. It was kind of like a pit stop on the way to um, this waterfall called uh, Taquamenon okay. Falls State Park in the Upper Peninsula. And uh, our purpose in going there was to actually do a photo shoot for the baby gender announcement. So we went up there and uh, we did a photo shoot, and um, I uh, took a substantial amount of photos and to announce the gender and posted them on Facebook. And that was for everybody else who I didn't tell directly on Thursday or Friday. And it was, uh, it was a good trip, real relaxing. And, uh, I was, you know, pretty, pretty healthy back to pretty much a hundred percent for the drive. It was, a, it was a nice drive. I hadn't been that far North in my, in my memory. Like I, I'd been to Mackinac as a kid and did, you know, I had, like those memories where it's kind of like just like screenshots almost. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice little trip, man. We got some nice photos. It was a cool time. Nice little relax relaxation. So yeah, I, uh, those the pictures it. actually. I thought the pictures came out pretty dope. Uh, yeah, it was that was pretty cool. I guess that that was that was a pretty good you know revealing of of of, of most uh, probably better than the most revealings I've seen. So that was. The, I like when people hit me with, "Oh my God, who took those pictures? Those are amazing!" Like, bitch, I took, I took, I took the fucking pictures. Why? Why? I know, I know. Most of you only know me for like saying wild shit and being wild, opinionated on Facebook. But hey, I Did do you, this photography shit. But I feel like most of your friends would probably know that you do photography, though. That just seems well. Like- the the difference is that. I've kind of fallen out of photography over the course of the past year or so, mm. and then I've I've added a lot of my wife's family and coworkers and shit on Facebook, so they don't know me in that capacity. So they only know me as like, uh, you know, the guy that shows up at work, or or they know my personality, but they don't know that I like that I really do the photography shit. So when they saw the photos, they were like, "Oh my god, these photos are crazy. These photos are great." And I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, I now, do, do, I do that any, too. Now, do you, did you do any like major editing with those? Mm-mm. No, um, I uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really do anything. Okay. Yeah, it, it was uh, that was part of the reason for going so far up north. It was to help with the uh, the scenery, yeah, and just kind of like the aesthetic feel of it. So, um, you know. What what we always say in photography is like you want to get the shit in camera as best you can and keep editing minimal. Um, the only thing that I did was that I wanted to put a theme for the photos to announce it being a girl. I wanted to put a pink theme on the photos. Right. So the only, I think, 
the only real edit I did outside of like minor shit like sharpening and like uh maybe like a little tweaks to contrast, like like little typical shit. The only I honey I wouldn't even call it major. The only thing that I really did was that I gave a uh a very close up headshot of my wife's face and then I actually changed her eye color to pink. I noticed that, dude. I saw that. <laughs> and I was, was going to ask you about that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. That was the but only I wasn't thing sure I did. what you did. I just noticed the, the color. It I was, was hard. like, that's kind of cool. It was hard because pink's not an easy color to achieve. So it, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. But And that was the photo that I spent the most amount of time on. Just trying to like trial and error. Trying to get it to look the way I wanted. Because she had pink... Uh, lip gloss or lipstick or whatever on and i wanted to get the eyes to match as closely as i could so i spent a whole lot of time on so that. the one that i was trying to get like pink as a reflection or pink as in just a pink color pink just as a pink color i, could, just I kept indicate. thinking it was like the reflection off a balloon or whatever when i kept looking at it and i was like i asked on one day well in that case it. then yeah it was a <laughs> like it, it, yeah, <laughs> I mean it fits, but I thought I was like maybe that's like I mean it, at any rate I thought it was dope, but yeah was I, did, the, I did notice it was the regular headshot and I did the best I could to make her eyes pink, and it was it sounds simple but it was harder than I expected it to be, but that was really the only major edit I did that took a long time because I I, I had a lot of trouble, um the problem is that when you're trying to Basically, the, the idea is like you're taking a fairly dark eye color and making it really, really light. And that's harder. So I had to do some extracurricular type edits to that shit. Like if she had like a really light eye color, it would have been super easy. A little easier, right, right. But you know, yeah. got to take away the dark and then add the pink. Just yeah, I, I basically had to completely strip away her eye color and completely replace it with a pink and still try to make it look realistic. Cause like the the goal was to make it look like she actually had like a pink eye color as opposed right. to just like and not like the pink eye, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, it 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 worked out well. It was a good announcement. People are hyped, so it it was cool. But yeah, that was uh the big event that took place when we were not recording, and um yeah, now we're back, ready yeah, to get up. back to what we do. Yeah, I I wish I could say I had an eventful eventful week like yours but it really wasn't um i have been you know i've as as i probably said probably on other podcasts just you know i've been in school this last two semesters they've been going great and um i was talking with a, a recruiter about a job damn that plane is loud i was talking to a recruiter about a job and you know you know, they, they try to tell you stuff as far as like how to sell yourself and things of that nature. And, you know, I told her that I, you know, going for the certificate uh, for design, which is like a four class certificate. You know, she's like, well, when you meet with the job, if you ever meet with them, you know, let them know that you're, you know, you're going to you're pursuing your associates. Even if you're not, it's a good look, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just pursue my associates. Like, why not? And, and the thing why is, it's, it's so weird because I've been so, I've, for years, I was so anti-college. And it's not because of just 
higher learning. It's just because I knew so many people who had degrees and wasn't working in their field or working in a job they wanted to do or even just unemployed. And I was just like, do I really want to spend all this fucking money and be in the same spot these other people in and shit? So that was one of the stupidest fucking mind frames <laughs> I've had. I, I, I would totally admit that. So I was like, no, fuck it. So now... I'm actually going to pursue to get it's at, at the least get my associates in there and see about anything else. But, you know, I, I, I just it's one of those things where, you know, you you wish like, why the fuck did I waste so much time? You know, like I had like a, a good couple of years where I could have just been in school full time mm-hmm. and, you know, been able to do do this shit and been done with it years ago. And shit. it's just it's just frustrating. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I feel like I'm on a decent path and shit, so it's like, fuck Absolutely. It. I'm in the, the mode of, of, of school, so, you know, might as well. But I'm definitely not taking spring and summer classes. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back in the fall, so. Whatever. So, yeah, we had school and baby announcements over our little two-week uh, hiatus. Yeah, it was, yeah. They, they they call that shit just life. Like, yeah, right. like sometimes we don't get the chance to record. We don't, you know, do shit because it's just life. Life fucking happens, and it just keeps us from doing the shit we we really want to do. So yeah, we're not getting paid to do this. So yeah, it's like, you know, we, and, and 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 we really truly enjoy this shit. But you right. know, sometimes just life happens, and so indeed it does. So um. What do you what 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 topics do you want to get into tonight? Because I got a couple uh, I got a couple like little dumb kind of topics. But uh, you said you had some shit on deck. Speaking of shit on deck, let's talk about our cigars and uh drinks real quick. Um, so I'm drinking Pinot Grigio. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> that was a straight flat move. Yeah. Um. So we started off with uh we hit we did a uh one a drink we had. A while back was a Bacardi Oak Heart, O A K. Yeah, and we like smashed on that bottle during the Pistons game. The Pistons Man. played earlier tonight, game two of the playoffs, and wow. we knocked that we knocked that fucking bottle out yeah, pretty that was, easily. That, that went pretty smooth. Um, and it's like I, I'm not I'm not really feeling it. I'm feeling it like on a scale of one to ten. I'm feeling it like a two or three. Yeah, I, I'm not either, and, I, and I'm kind of wondering. Well, well, when I say feeling, I'm I mean feeling it like it's like. Intoxicated like buzz, type. yeah, not feeling like I mean, the thing like is, enjoying it's it. It's 35%, so it's like 5 less, but it seemed like it's like 15%. Yeah, like it does. Like I was probably drinking wine or some shit. I drank uh, Captain Morgan's over uh, the course of the past two weeks. Well, not why well, I didn't drink. I, <laughs> bottles don't last that long for me, but <laughs> I had a bottle of Captain Morgan's uh, last weekend, and I just I peeled through it like so fucking easy, and I'm like, this is a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> like I this isn't know. really affecting me and at then all. Now it's like you know I'm I'm uh, giving up beer for a uh, a decent amount of time so I could like you know get this beer belly away. So like my go to when I'm drinking liquor, I just grab a beer like and now I'm like fuck. What do I do? I just grab more liquor now. Dog, that's like the like, literally like the worst thing you can drink when you're trying to get in shape. Yeah, I know, I know. And also I'm like you know what I'm gonna read it for. And then I. The temptations of beer, because if anybody know, I'm a huge beer drinker. So I stopped at my uncle's. My, I stopped at Uncle Ray's house today, and he was like, "Hey, you want a beer?" I'm like, "No, I can't have it." <laughs> That's the exact same face I made when I was leaving work today. 
my wife's like, she IMs me and she's like, before you leave to go do the podcast, I, I got some chicken that you can come get if you want some chicken. I'm like, what? I, I had been kind of pretty diligent with my with my eating. I, I'm like starting working out again because I know I put on a lot of weight and I know how my body is and I, I've I've been pretty, I guess, uh, pretty knowledgeable as far as what I need to do or not do in order to maintain a certain body type and to be in shape. So I know what I need to do. So I've, I, I decided, I was like, you know, so you didn't eat the chicken. Well, yes, but the reason that I didn't eat the chicken, cause, cause it depended on the chicken. Cause I was like, well, what kind of chicken is it? Cause if it's like, like today I had like, um, I had like, I, I made some eggs for breakfast. I had a protein shake. I lifted, which, and I haven't lifted weights in a long time. And, like, when I was back in maybe, like, before my back surgery, when I was, like, heavy working out and eating good and I was in pretty good shape, uh, I was heavy lifting. Right now, I'm, like, just getting started back, getting start back into it, like, this week. So I'm, like, you know, baby steps. But I got up at 5 o'clock this morning. I went downstairs to our little gym and I worked out. I, I, I don't even want to say worked out, but I lifted for a little bit. Just to kind of like get my feet wet, get back into it. And I was like, you know, I'm eating good. I had some like uh, chicken and steak for lunch. And I had some eggs for breakfast. I had a protein shake. I'm eating good. So I'm like, what kind of chicken is it? She was like, Buffalo Wild Wings, Parmesan girl. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't. And I, I did the same thing you did. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Cause I'm like, man, I I I did those, so good today. You can't wings, you can't wings, tip me at 6 p.m. with that wings shit. Wings are so fucking. I love, like I don't know. I I I haven't. I ate there. I ate at Buffalo Wild Wings probably about two weeks, about three weeks ago, and that's what I got. And they it seemed like they were like the best fucking <laughs> wings I've had in a long, long time. Man, oh, I don't know how I would just not eat those wings. Yeah, I had to pass, man. I'm like, I can't, I can't take, the, I can't take them, man. I'm like, I've done too good today. It's like six o'clock. I need the. God, they were, they were like wet. I mean, the sauce was. Don't, 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 don't do it. But yeah, it, it yeah. So I, I, I had to pass on the wings, man. But yeah, so I passed on the wings, and I, I, I just left. I, I grabbed my cigars. I grabbed my shit that I do for the podcast and man. just came over here, man. I would definitely say that my, my wife has been, so she's um, been on a like low, low carb, I want to say diet because it's more so just lifestyle change, but she's been on a low carb diet for sake of, sake of or a better term. And she's, I'm not creative when it comes to like eating good food. Like, I just lose all creativity when I think about what the fuck do I need to eat that's, like, going to be better. You know what I mean? And so, um, I, I today was one of the days I was supposed to plan dinner. I totally fucked up and didn't. And so, man, she had, I had made, like, some, some, she made, like, some chicken, like, grilled chicken burritos mm-hmm. with, like, uh, just, like, gluten-free uh, uh, tortilla and heavy grilled chicken and mushrooms. Man, it was good as fuck. I'm like, why can't I think of this shit? <laughs> like, shit I think of is just fried fried shit or something with, you know, regular uh, tortillas and all kind of, right. you know, sauces and shit. And I just, I just have to get, like, 
really get start thinking about better ways to eat and fun ways to eat the shit that sounds interesting and uh, good or whatever. I suck at that shit, dog. Totally suck at that shit. Yeah, me too. So I don't know, man. I, I really want to. Uh, I really want. I really want to lose total. I want to lose forty pounds by by my birthday in March. So I feel like that's a decent enough time. And you know, trying to incorporate better eating, plus just incorporating drinking a lot of water. That's been my biggest struggle was just water drinking. Um, the so. more water you drink, the more you crave it. Water I, for me, it hasn't been like that though. It's like, it, man, I, I can recall but it's days. Not how much are you drinking though? Well, I was. Well, now I'm now that I'm drinking well. I'm probably drinking about at least two liters a day. I and I don't say, know if I need to drink more or you do like set your set your goal at a gallon. And if you don't hit a gallon, that's fine. But if you set your goal at a gallon, once you start hitting that gallon, you'll hit that gallon easier every day. Yeah. And what like gallon is like the the sweet spot. Once you hit that gallon, you'll be good. On, you'll be good on water. And that's that's a that's a huge key. Water, eating better, and working out. I mean, it sounds dumb, but like, I mean, it sounds I mean, kind of generic. Like, eat, like, eat well, drink water, and work out. It's like, okay, easier said than done. But like, you can really underestimate the effect that you can have with just like everything else excluded. Just the difference of cutting down on pop and drinking water. Like, that alone makes a huge difference. So when you throw in some shit like bike riding or walking more or lifting weights, shit like that, eating, like, lean proteins and shit like that, like, yeah, man, it's, you'll it's, find that shit melting off pretty quick. So I, it's, it's fucked up because I know what I need to do. And I've done it before. I've lived it for years. And I'm just kind of like, I just was not doing it. So I'm like, it's time for me to get back on. Yeah, I you know we, it's I I know now what I need to do, but even when I it's like the information is out there, and I just sometimes just chose not to want to seek it. Like just food was just too fucking good. And that <laughs> is the me. problem. That's the <laughs> that's the number one problem. Yeah, so you know, but it's cool. You know, went walking a day with the wife, and then it's like now I back in you know cutting grass, so. You know that season's here, so I'm constantly walking now. I think I, I did a close to a gallon a day of water, so I felt good about that. Um, but just got to get more cardio in, man. It's um, just active cardio. I think I really want to just, you know, uh, I want to get some rollerblades. Have you ever rollerblade before? Mm-mm. I want to get some rollerblades and uh, and try doing that. I just cardio is boring as fuck to me, so I need to it's like figure out boring. like shit that I can do that's actually gonna be a you know somewhat fun. So I got to get. So my nephew's uh my oldest nephew his birthday is in December and so he wanted some rollerblades and so we didn't want to get him the rollerblades because we didn't want you know him to have some kind of growth spurt and then couldn't fit him so we did like a I guess a IOU thing that was like once spring hit you know we would get it you know his uh rollerblades and it actually worked out because. Nigga grew like a fucking size and foot size and sit in the last like three months and shit. So, so I'm thinking about getting some rollerblades and and seeing if that works. So we'll see. So so let's stop boring our listeners and getting to get into some shit. All right. So 
Um, a lot of shit I had was like really like hard top. I'm gonna say serious topics, but I really want to go on some like lighter stuff. Um, so earlier, and you haven't had probably had time to think about this, so I think it'd be a good port for the podcast. But yeah, earlier you were uh, earlier today, like when you got here. Oh, earlier okay. then. Okay, you were uh you were talking about um being tagged about having twelve favorite albums. Right, right. And so I wanted to kind of go, even if you don't do 12, maybe six, but like six albums you could like, you can point out and like the time, the time frame when they happen. It's like, you know, how was those like albums like impactful or whatever? Um, I've been thinking about it a little bit, um, but I had a few. All, most, of, most of my albums come from like the 90s, though. Of like my most influential albums and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, except for like, no, yeah, I think yeah, most of mine come from yeah, but uh, I I, I could I'll start if you can think about it. But I think the first the first album. So you're talking about the the thing about talking about twelve albums that influenced you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I think the first it's album, like a Facebook thing. Yeah, it was a yeah, it's a Facebook thing, and I haven't seen it because nobody, maybe my my music and client friends like haven't seen that shit or like fuck me or whatever, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> but I think the the first album that comes to mind was uh actually Murder Was a Case soundtrack. Um, that actually comes to mind just because that was the first CD I bought. I remember buying it from a fucking gas station or whatever. Um. And so I think the most memorable of just having like the first physical like copy CD or whatever. That was probably my first first album that was like that was I could actually buy and listen to it without nobody, you know, not my mom saying that, you know, this is maybe too much for you to listen to or some <laughs> shit like that. Um that was definitely my first one. Do you remember your first one you bought? First album you bought? Now, would that qualify as probably an influential album or first bought? Or what would? How would your like requirements of like influential albums go? They would be like tied to significant life memories and, like you said, like like the first thing. So, like if we look at the first thing that I bought. As a, I guess, teenager, which would be like, I think would be my like my first CD, would probably be Tupac's All Eyes on Me. Okay. And it wasn't so much that it was so impactful. It was kind of more like I was like bootlegging and like downloading legal shit so heavy that that was just the first thing that I happened to buy. It wasn't like. All Eyes on Me had some kind of significant impact. It was kind of just like that was one of the it, it came a, along. It came a along, moment though. I get that. Yeah, it, well, it was like it came along at a time where it intersected between the not creation of CDs, but like the when like CDs actually started popping between that 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 transition between tapes and CDs, and then also. Uh, when I bought it myself. So it was like, All Eyes on Me is probably the first CD that I think that I bought. And it wasn't like, oh, I, it was just like this great Tupac shit that I just bought. It was kind of like, 
it was just the first actual CD that I bought myself. Mm. So like it, it holds some kind of impact in that in that sense, because I was so heavily bootlegging that <laughs> it was just the first thing that I bought. I remember. I think it was much before then, but, you know, just in the era where, you know, making like uh, just mix CDs. Right. was like, you know, and I I remember the one of the first uh, CDs I made and I had. Uh, was that Jay-Z? Is that your chick? Is that Jay-Z song? Mm-hmm. That was one of the first songs. And I thought that song was the most amazing fucking song ever. <laughs> to be able to have Jay-Z and Twister and so forth. I think that's probably my favorite song I made on like a quote mix mix CD. Um, but if I had to think of another album was probably um, and actually the soundtrack was the Butter Rim soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um and just because just the I, I remember the movie being so dope and 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 then the soundtrack was just that much that much doper. Um and I was I always been like a big Pac fan, so um that was definitely one of the ones that, that stuck stuck out for me. And that was like Regulate was on that. And Regulate is Sure was. I mean that's that's a hip hop staple right there, man. That's a that's a big, big, big record for hip hop. And that was on the Above the Rim soundtrack, man. That Regulate joint. Man, a, you can hear Regulate at any party, anything, at anything, and you would definitely be, you know, just you get hype. I get hype from that, and I think the other album, another album that comes to mind is uh, Freeway's first album. Oh, wow, really? Um, well, and it's mainly because of uh, this, um, what we do is wrong. With yeah, the, all right. Yeah, and th- that one comes to mind as well. Um, I had a brain for it. Uh, and I think one of I think it was one of Eminem's albums that really I that really was one of my. Um, what's the one where he sit on the porch, or the one where he show his house? Yeah, that was the Marshall Mathers LP. That one, Marshall Mathers. That it's one. The best, I, it's the best one. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that one was definitely one of my one of my favorites as well. Let's uh let's take an intermission real quick because I got to piss like a motherfucker. So uh, yeah, that's I don't I don't have anything classy to say. Like I got to piss. So let's pause it real <laughs> quick and um we can pick that conversation up. Yeah. Okay, so um yeah, that piss was desperately needed. Man, it came out of nowhere. I'm like, man, I gotta go so fucking bad. But yeah, um, whew, you know what I noticed is like, I feel like no, I've never heard anybody else on any other podcast I've ever listened to take a piss break. And I don't know, maybe they care to edit it more than I do, because I don't really care, because I feel like that's some real shit. Like, you just got to go piss, you got to piss. Like, and who's going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe they shit. pissed during the podcast. Right. Like, but I don't care to edit it out. I mean, I could if I wanted, but I'm like, I don't really care. But I've, I've noticed like, I've, no one else does that. No, they just sit through this shit. Maybe they don't drink as much as we do. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a pretty strong <laughs> assumption. I don't, I, I don't think they do. I don't think they drink as much as we do. So. But yeah, go ahead. What are you saying about uh? Uh, I was just saying the Marshall Mathers. I think I was talking about the Marshall Mathers LP. Um, but yeah, so that was that. That's another another album. 
Um, so, so why is that? Because I, I feel like, so the question is on Facebook is the, the thing is like, they ask you to name 12 albums that had an impact on your life. And then people list off the albums and they tag 12 more people. And to me, the more interesting story is why does that album have that impact on you? So like, why did, so w- what is it about the Mas- Mar- Marshall Mathers LP that has that effect for you? Um, I don't know. I felt that, you know, I was like, it's like, I don't know for a lot of, I don't know how, if this works out for a lot of, a lot of fans, but I think for me to have a strong album from your city, from an artist that you really like, it just, it, to me, it resonates being dope, just that much doper. Like mm-hmm. you can, you know, you can, you can recognize the references of different things and so forth. And, you know, at the time, you know, Eminem was definitely one of my, uh, favorite. He's always been one of my favorite, but definitely one of my, uh, favorites at the time. So. I don't know. I think it was just a moment of just, you know, having somebody that was hometown that was actually doing dope shit. That was probably you know, the big reason for that, you know, album even being mentioned. So, all right, all right. Um, but I think, yeah. And I think I had a, I think another album that was really dope for me was um, the Roots Come Alive album. Like uh, that was one of the ones they just, it was just all live cuts or whatever. And I've always been a Roots fan, and so just to hear just live music is always dope to me. So that was uh, uh, another one, but another one. <laughs> was another that one. DJ Khaled? <laughs> <laughs> another one. That was another one, and another one, another one. So off subject, and we can come back to the music if we want, but and why? We'll and we talked about Trump in the past and so forth, but. Why do you think that he's like winning? Why do you think he's so popular? What What do you think is his method to his madness? Like, why is Trump winning New York? Why is Trump winning? Period. What What, what do you think is the issue? What do you What do you think is the fascination with him? I think that I think that he embraces what a lot of people uh tend to embrace in their beliefs like it's what what to kind of take it back when um when barack obama was running back in 08 i was living in california Mm -hmm. and obviously with a black guy being the front runner for president of the united states obviously that was heavy shit and we were living at a time where it was like people were Oh my God, we we could have a black president. This is so crazy. This is so great. This is such a great move for our nation. And blah 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 blah. And once he got elected, I I was living in California. Like I moved to California probably about I moved to California probably I want to say August of '08. Mm-hmm. And obviously the election was in November, so he got elected right after I moved there. And I lived there for about two years, two and a half. And over the course of that two and a half years, I, in short, developed the opinion that a lot of people, we'll say white people, were upset that their, I guess, hesitance to state their true beliefs have resulted in a black dude being the president. And they were like, fuck this, we're going to say how we really feel and i saw a whole lot of like extra like extra racism 
over the course of that time. So now over these past eight years, we've had a black president. He got elect, he got reelected, and there's been a whole lot of, from my observation, white folks who are basically just kind of like coming out of the woodwork. Like they're not like we're not going to hide this anymore because my whole hypothesis has been that they felt like because we hide because we hid how we really feel about black people, it allowed a black guy to be president. Now, since we did that, we got to kind of like combat that by coming, you know, actually saying how we really feel. So like racism and shit like that has been way more prevalent because they don't want to hide it anymore because they don't want any repeats. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Trump kind of embraces the I don't even really want to call it hatred because like I don't even really think it's a hatred thing I think it's more of a we as white people feel like we should be largely in charge of shit and he kind of embraces the idea of like to quote unquote make America better we need to get like white folks back in charge and we need to get like immigrants and minorities back in check. And I think that really appeals to what I think is a very high number of white folks who feel that way, a, a much higher number than we actually thought before that they, that these people kind of like almost kind of like went into hibernation. Like it's not a good look to be kind of like white power and fuck, Mexicans coming over here from, well, Mexico, uh, you know, and black folks being president and all this kind of shit. And I think that he preaches to the idea of we need to get back, we need to take back the United States for white people. And I think that's why he's so successful is that they they feel like that's what needs to happen. So if he goes on stage and he says some wild shit that is incredibly offensive or dumb or any of that nature they're just kind of like well this guy is still the guy who is going to help get steer the country back toward white people kind of being in charge so they can kind of almost see the see the horizon and see that black people are kind of like standing up for themselves and getting more prominent positions in political office or across the board Mm. in Things that you might even consider irrelevant, like uh, like TV or movies or music or anything like that. It's like the lane is opened up a little bit more for minorities, and I feel like they almost feel threatened by that. And I feel like Donald Trump is like their guy that are gonna like he's gonna help make it so that we can kind of like get back our stranglehold on the country. So I think that's why he's so popular. Well, I was I was talking I was I keep hearing. You know, uh, from uh, just random folks and things like that. That a lot of uh, the appeal that he has to folks is that he's not a politician. That's all euphemisms. But like the whole idea, like he speaks his mind, and he's yeah, like, I, I don't all. That's the safe way. That's the safe thing to say. Like this is what you can say, so it so that you don't have to say he's gonna help get white people back in charge again. Like that's. So I don't buy any of that shit speaks his mind that's that's or speaks his mind or what was the thing you said you didn't say speaks his mind did you no you you said it but yeah what did you say i just said he's not a politician not a politician yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so speaks his mind not a politician all that like that's all like safe language for 
he supports the shit that I support, which is white people in charge and getting immigrants and minorities in check. And that's really what it boils down to. So that's why he's popular, because that's what that's what they want right now. And that's what they've always wanted. But they knew it wasn't a good look before. And it was like, well, it wasn't a good look. And now we got a black president and black people getting rights and people coming over from other countries. And you got these Mexicans and, hey, let's build a wall to keep these Mexicans out. All this shit is like basically it's like white people feeling like America is their country. And it's swayed to a point of where like and they've always said this is that by a certain date that minorities what it, what or what are currently minorities will no longer be a minority in the distant future. And they're looking like, well, we don't want that. So we the guy like Donald Trump who's going to keep keep minorities up out of here and help keep the United States as a primarily white country. Cuz that's the whole idea, that, that whole thing about making America better and all these American ideals. This is all just thinly veiled uh rhetoric for Keeping make white a, folks in charge. A, make America white and keep exactly. America. That's all. That's all it really is. So that's why he's so popular is because he helps keep. Uh, he makes white people feel like he can help them stay in a power position. That's all it really boils down to. What What do you think his chances are? Strong. Very strong. Like. As much as, you know, I don't like Hillary, and I know you don't like Hillary. Woo! Jesus. Woo! Did you guessed it? (laughs) Woo! He was motherfucking right. (laughs) I I can't stand Hillary Clinton. what, What I don't understand about Hillary and her following is that they forget so much about how she doesn't give a fuck about and this is as far as like the black voters. She don't give a fuck about black people and the voters. Like she really doesn't. And you did a. <laughs> I wish our post was still was still up. Me too. <sighs> so Mike did a, uh, a a post, and he basically the link was was from. It, it was a quote or something from when she was on a Breakfast Club. Now. Just the fact that she went on the Breakfast Club See, that was the thing. It's like, you know, people, you know, she goes on the Breakfast Club. Something comes up about her hot sauce infatuation or some shit like that. And she's like, yeah, I keep it in my purse. Whatever the case. If there was no fucking Beyonce song about this shit, it probably wouldn't have been as, you know, people, you know, I, I guess it's probably it was, publicized as it was. But... The fact that it seems like everything she does is like fucking pandering to black folks. And I don't get why people people can look over that and say and hit you with well actually it's like well actually she's been liking hot sauce for thirty fucking years. <laughs> right. Or like that has anything to shit. do with like, anything. That has man. nothing to do with anything. The fact you don't realize she's on a show that only has pretty much a, a primor- primarily black audience. Like her whole thing is is going she come to Detroit. What does she do? She go to the blackest name of a food place ever. Cuzzos. <laughs> like, come the fuck on, man. Y'all don't see this shit. Dog? It's so transparent. I, I I don't get how it's like it's like if you if you support Hillary Clinton, it's kinda like 
I would say, okay, that's fine, but the fact that she could pander to black people so blatantly, like it's not even it's not even thinly veiled. It's just like overt, just like I'm just gonna pander to black people and then she's like winning the black vote and they're buying it. Like that's what bothers me. It's like how are y'all buying it? If she was winning across the board, like she's winning her states and she's winning the delegates and she's doing her thing. I wouldn't be as upset about it if it wasn't for the fact that she's doing it because of the black vote when she's so blatantly pandering. It's like, how are y'all buying this? Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, but the sad part is if she makes it, I would have to vote for her over voting for, for Trump. So it's I like, decided I'm not going to vote for her. And I, I wasn't I wasn't there until the hot sauce thing. Because the hot sauce thing to me was kind of like the breaking point. Because it, it was it, I felt like at that point it was just like, and it, 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 the fact that in the interview she's like, oh, I keep hot sauce on me or whatever, and then Charlemagne's like, well, you know people are gonna say you're pandering, and she's like, is it working? I'm like, okay, look, <laughs> like if she can pander to y'all and then say, essentially say, I'm pandering to you, is it working? And then it's. It's actively working. At this point, I'm kind of like, okay, she she's taking advantage of a situation where it's like, y'all aren't even really holding her accountable. So it's like, can I even really blame her at this point? Like, if you can do shit like that and get away with it, why not fucking do it? And it is like, to that point, it was like, okay, she's being like offensive right now. So I'm like, I, I can't see myself voting for her. I'm not going to say I'm not going to vote because I will vote. But if she gets the Democratic nomination, which I feel like she more than likely will, I I don't see myself voting for her. I've, I'll probably vote like third party or something like that. But, that, now, but doing that, do you think that's just that's a that's a Trump vote, though? Uh, Yes and no. I feel like it's a, I feel like if you. Like, like generally, I feel like voting third party is is generally yes. Like, if you're a Democrat and you don't vote for the Democrat, generally that is like essentially voting for the Republican. But at this point, I kind of feel like it's a conflict between my personal morals and um the reality of how the votes are going to play out. Like if I felt like it was gonna be a a a tight a tight run, I might vote differently. But I feel like if it really comes down to Trump and Hillary Clinton, that it's not really gonna be a contest. Like I feel like if I vote third party and Trump wins by one vote, mm-hmm. then slander me. But <laughs> I feel like it's it's a situation where. If she if she wins the nomination and he wins the nomination, she's gonna win the presidency regardless. So at that point, it's kind of like. What part do you feel better? Like if she I, wins, I, like I, I feel like I that. could I could sleep better at night, and it's it's because of the fact that she's so bad to me that I'd rather sleep better at night knowing that I voted for somebody who I feel is is better for the office. And then if 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 I feel like she's gonna win regardless. Then I, I might as well do what I feel will make me feel better about myself and will help me sleep better at night 
than to vote for somebody who I'm so staunchly opposed to. Like, I feel like at this point, she's really no better than him. Do you think that if for some crazy reason, uh, Bernie Sanders actually wins, wins the uh, Democratic nod, do you think that she would try to, you, do you think it's possible that she'd be a vice president? Because they haven't picked, they haven't, they haven't even talked about their vice presidents, have they? No, that won't happen until, until whoever wins the nomination wins the nomination. I, I, I have, I have no idea. I don't want to be on here sounding stupid, so I, I, I don't really know. I feel like it's unlikely that they'll be on the ticket together, but I do think that her putting him on the ticket would help. And if she put him on the ticket, it would probably change my frame of mind. I'd probably vote for if he was on the ticket. But I don't think that I don't really see them on the ticket together for some reason. I I, I don't have any basis for that, like in any kind of like logic or evidence to why I don't think that's the case. But I just kind of feel like that's not that's probably not going to happen. So, I, I mean, if if. If one of them puts the other person on the ticket, I think that's actually a good idea. But I just, for for whatever reason, I don't think that's probably I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, the and more, I can't even say why. I, yeah, I don't I don't have a rhyme or reason why I don't think it'll happen. But I don't think I think if if he won, he would be more likely to add her as a vice versa if she won. Right. No, yeah. But I don't. Yeah. I, I think that if she adds him, it's a great move. But I, I, I still I don't feel like it'll happen. I don't and I don't know why. I, I'm I'm kind of out of the I don't say out of the political scope like I used to be. I'm I'm much farther out of it than I used to be. I used to be way deeper into it than I am right now. So I'm kind of just going off a of gut feeling. But my gut feeling is that they're not going to end up on a ticket together. So I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean, if, if if she puts him on the ticket, that would make it so that I would vote for her. But I don't see that happening. I don't even really see her being the kind of person to make that kind of move. Because like, we're talking about a woman who, in 2008, I wrote a blog post about how I felt that she was essentially bringing down the Democratic Party from the inside. It was such a, I felt like she was almost a, not almost, I felt like she was a disgrace to women because a lot of people talk about how women can be petty and like, you know how how when they talk about how how women and men argue and they say that like, you know, when, when women and men argue that a woman will like take the argument so far left just to win the argument that it like, just is outside of logic. It's like I just want to win the argument, so I don't even really care if I'm making a sense at this point. And I felt like in 2008, she was so intent on winning that she just really just dragged down the party as a whole. Like she she put out a whole lot of very um, subliminally subliminally uh, subliminally racist ads about Barack Obama in 08. And she stayed in the race longer than she should have in 08. And it was kind of it was kind of just like it came off like if I can't have it, no one can. 
and and I felt like that was a a disservice to women because it, it fed into that stereotype of 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 women will just do what she can to win and everything else be damned. And it was like if you put your support behind Barack Obama, the Democratic Party can do better. But you hung on way too long. You threw him under the bus too heavily. You threw way too much slander at your fellow party candidate that you're putting us at risk of a John McCain and Sarah Palin presidency because you can't let go. And at that point, I was like, this bitch is dumb as fuck. Like, she's fucking everything up because she wants to be a petty fucking woman who's like making women as a gender look bad by living up to all these negative stereotypes. Like, don't live up to these negative stereotypes. And so I didn't like her back then. And I feel like she's kind of doing the same thing now. Mm. So it's like, I, I I just feel like she's just a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, I, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, I just hate that she, even, you know, you get to the point where you know that Bernie's not going to win. And it's like, you have, for me, I feel like you have to support her. Because you can't do anything that would give Trump any leverage of any kind, it seems like to me. It'll be interesting because I think that the the Republican Party doesn't want Trump to be their nominee. So I think they're going to do what they can to not make that happen. I think the only way – I think the, the real only way that Trump wins the nomination is if he gets the delegates to do it. Like, if they enter the convention and he doesn't have the gel- the delegates, they're going to find a way to make it so that he's not the nominee. And I've never seen that. I'm saying, well, who else would be it, though? Well, they can have, like, an open convention to where they all kind of, like, vote on their nominee. And uh, if, he, if he doesn't have the, the necessary delegates. And I feel like that's that will happen if he doesn't have it. Like, if he doesn't have it entering the convention, they'll find a way to make it so that he's not the nominee. Because he he's not a good look for that party at all. That's interesting. Because has that ever happened? Nope. I mean, not that I can recall in, in my time voting. No. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that, that would definitely be a something that would like totally blow everybody's mind. I don't see it happening. But I just, I just, I'm so like. Still shocked and surprised that he's getting the attention that he gets and the it's it's the, shocking the, it the backing that he gets like it's shocking it's shocking it's 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 simultaneously shocking but believable like it's like it's shocking but at the same time I get it I see why this is happening and it's scary because it really lets you know it's like like how people say I'd rather have a person be honest with me so I can know what kind of person they really are. Right. And it, it, that's kind of what's happening right now. It's like you're getting a, a pretty clear picture of what the general Republican Party feels. And it's frightening to see what they really think. Not, not well, actually, I take that back. Not the Republican Party, but the Republican voters. Like the, the people who are registered Republicans and who who are going to vote in that party, how they really feel. And the fact that they could look at a guy like that and overlook all the ridiculous shit that he does because he supports the same hateful shit that they support. It really lets you know what these people are really made out of. I mean, 
he called 911 7-Eleven. And didn't blink. And and it and wasn't was, even like, oops. Now did you see the video of that or anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the reaction of those folks? I didn't see I didn't look any I didn't see a reaction. It was almost like it never happened. Like they just kept going. And I'm like looking in the background and shit. Like, did anybody like whisper to the other person? Like, hey, did you hear that? Like it just it just carried on. And man, that's funny, dude. That that is, man. That's like their that's their thing. Like <laughs> that's the New York thing is the nine eleven shit. Um so what are uh we had uh, a couple of emails. We did. Um we had Garland Owl hit us up with a voicemail. Um Well, before we get into that voicemail, um did you have any other topics? Uh Nothing that I really want to push. I'm good. Well, um, I had one thing I want to talk about, and I want to get your opinion on this because you're married, and we have a lot of listeners who are either married or in relationships or whatever the case may be. Okay. And I wonder what are what are your thoughts about bathroom sharing? Like, um, the idea. Well, just bathroom bathroom sharing as a whole. This nigga just walked off. No, I'm. <laughs> Like, like fuck this! Water. I want no parts of this topic. <laughs> I'll just get my water. <laughs> but yeah, like bathroom sharing. Cause I, I because I I'm new to my specific situation as it pertains to sharing a bathroom with a woman. Like I've lived with a woman before, but my current situation is is different. And I wonder what other men feel in regard to the sharing of a bathroom like when you're when you are trying to get ready for some shit like you're trying to get ready for work you want to shave you want to shower brush your teeth whatever you got to do and whatever women got to do makeup shower hair shit whatever the case may be what what's your opinion and i'm i'm giving no information here i just want to see what is your general opinion on Men in the bathroom and women in the bathroom. I would love a master bathroom that had dual sinks at the very least. Um, I think right now we have the luxury of having a second bathroom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever, you know, she's in the bathroom doing her thing as far as getting, I can go to another bathroom. Um, but sharing a, a single bathroom is tough with a woman, and I I I I really would if I had to have my way I would definitely have like a either a, uh either a second full bathroom or dual sinks all that shit. It's just women just take so much time in the bathroom. Okay, I want to talk about how much women take how much time women take in the bathroom, but I want to actually ask this question first. How do you feel about Y'all being in the bathroom at the same time. Um, it doesn't bother me. Uh, our bathroom was kind of small, so like only time I'm really in the bathroom, my wife's in the bathroom. Like, I I kind of use the bathroom if she's like taking a shower or some shit. Other than that, we're not really sharing the space too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had a bigger bathroom, I probably wouldn't mind it too much, but. 
we don't we don't have a big enough bathroom where it could like really happen. We can't really coexist in the bathroom unless somebody's like in the shower or somewhere like in, not in that space and shit. Right. Um. What what what's your what's your thoughts on this? So the reason I asked is that my wife is very she's very pro co bathrooming. Oh really? Like yeah, <laughs> like I'm doing my thing in the bathroom, but you're welcome to come in and do your thing too. And like I I I'm learning this about myself. I I don't like sharing the bathroom. So it's like you're you're like say for instance you're shaving your hair, she come in and stuff, put on makeup on, y'all just chilling in the bathroom together type shit. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. So here's the thing. Like for me, I think and I think we probably established this in a podcast before. I'm kind of like a a person who values alone time. And I'm realizing that for me, being in the bathroom alone is I don't want to say therapeutic, but it's like I appreciate that time alone. Like I'll have times where like That's if your, I have your me time. Yeah. Kinda <laughs> yeah, kinda. Because yeah. the thing is, like, okay, nine times out of ten, my bathroom time is quick. Like I don't have to do much in there. And and most men don't. Like it's you know, it's kinda like you go in there, you might shower, shave, brush teeth, whatever, you out kinda quick. A woman can spend an hour in a, in the bathroom. A man can spend twenty minutes and get everything done. Everything. And I've learned that for me, if if it's one of those times where I have to kind of a lot to do, like because I, I I shave my own head, so like that factors in kind of a lot. So it's like if I have a day where it's like I want to shave my head, I want to take care of my beard, I want to take a shower, right. brush my teeth, do all this shit. Like I kind of like being able to essentially go in the bathroom, lock the door, and do these things in solitude. Like I might put my phone on the, on the counter, get a podcast popping, shave my head, brush my teeth, do my beard shit, take a shower, like do all that shit and have that kind of solitude. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of uh, like coexisting to where I don't get that time. Cause like when you, and you know this, when you're married and you have kids running around and shit like that, like, you don't get very much time just for you. Nope. And I try to get that when I can. And I realized that bathroom time is kind of like a slept-on solo time. Like, you can have, you can kind of, even if it's only, like, 20 minutes, that's time you can have alone to do what you want to do. Like, pop a podcast on, do your thing, and it's just you alone, you can do your thing. You can relax, chill out, all that shit. It's, it's like low-key private time. And I realized that, like, for me, like, being while I'm doing that shit, to have somebody else coming in, going back and forth, doing other shit, or sharing it, like, oh, uh, somebody else is in there with me doing some other shit, like, that bothers me. Like, That's not your idea of, like, Yeah, like, that bothers time. me. And initially, I thought like, well, if we had like a like a Jack and Jill sink where we got two separate sinks and all that shit, I wouldn't care. But I would. I, I realized I would care because like that solo time for me is more valuable than I thought it was. I'm taking a step further than your question. 
Would you ever consider separate beds in a room? No. <laughs> wait, wait, you, wait, hold on. Separate beds, like, like, like you ever seen like older like black and white movie? You know, like you completely have, separate bedrooms like, they, and or no, se- and or separate no, beds. No, separate, just separate beds. No, not that's, necessarily that's that you. Not, not necessarily to like. I don't want to sleep with my mate, but just like you know, if I want to take a nap over here and you're over there. Cause was it, is that like a, a a actual possibility? For me, no. I'm fine with current bed situations. I'm I'm fine with that. I don't need I don't need a separate bed. I'm I'm cool with that. It's like it's just like for me. I like I like my time alone, obviously, and I like to get it where I can. So like when we come and do the podcast, that's even that don't really qualify because I'm not alone, and it's like. It's still time for me to chill, have a cigar, have a drink, which is on a scale of one to ten is like a nine. But right, right, like having time completely to myself, where I can like say, for instance, like sit on the couch, watch something from a DVR, and have a drink, something like that. That's a ten. So those instances are so rare that that bathroom shit is more important than I thought. Cause like that bathroom shit is like a rare instance where you can have that time alone. And if I have a situation where it's like some someone else, well not someone else, but obviously, but if my wife is like, you know, <laughs> hey, I need to come in here and do this thing, it bothers me, and it it don't just bother me due to the interruption, but it bothers me because like. For me, it's so important to have the time alone to myself that I let her do whatever she needs to do in full. So it's like, say for instance, it's a whatever day of the week, right? And just for the sake of argument, we both get up at 8 o'clock. And we both have something that we need to do. I will let her do her thing first. And I'm like, I will give you whatever amount of time you need to where... Once you're done, I can have the bathroom to myself and be alone. So if you need an hour and a half, two hours, I don't give a fuck. Take your hour and a half, take your two hours, do your thing. I'll find something else to do. And then when it's my turn, I want my fucking turn. Like, I want my fucking turn. You want your full I want my time. Yes, I'm my full turn. I don't want to give you an hour and a half. And then it's like, okay, it's my turn. And now I'm in here doing my thing, like, and got my privacy now you're like, oh, I need to do this one other thing. Or I need to do the other thing. Like, like it's like a back and forth. It feels like women are never fully done in the bathroom. Like it's like you can have two hours to do what you want to do, but as soon as the man gets in the bathroom, it's like, well, I still need to do this other thing. I need to do this other thing. And I just realized that that shit kind of like, I don't want to say it drives me crazy, but it's kind of like, man, we get so, so such a little amount of time to just like be men and just like have time alone to just do what we need to do and we need to get it where we can so if if that at least for me if that amount of time is that 20 minutes that i spend shaving my head and listen to a podcast and shaving and doing whatever i gotta do with my beard that's your time give me that fucking shit man let me get that shit i don't want to split that shit because you need to come in and you know do some extra shit you know 
And like I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know if that was just me or if that's like a, a yeah, guy it, thing in well, general. I mean, our bathroom doesn't really support it as much, but it doesn't bother me too much. I mean, I think when I think people think that when you get married that you're you you don't yearn for a long time. You don't time for a long time. Yearn for like a long a long time. Oh right right. <clears throat> and I had to. That, that's one adjustment I had to make is that I was constantly by myself all the time so it's like i don't have to worry about you know having a hell just as simple just having to have a conversation like sometimes you just don't want to fucking talk mm-hmm. or you know what i'm saying but as far as the bathroom thing we don't our bathroom isn't big enough where we can like both be like in there and let ours, like, isn't, ours isn't either but it still happens yeah i was like i know y'all bathroom. i was saying like, yeah you know how small our yeah, bathroom yeah. is how do y'all make that work i mean y'all we make- don't that's the point he's <laughs> like <laughs> I, and then I feel like a piece of shit because I'm like, okay, let me get my time in the bathroom. It's like, well, we can't do this at the same time. I'm like, no, we can't because I, I want this time, like this little bit of time, this little 20 minutes to be in here alone. I'm going to be in and out. Like, I'm going to do my shit. I'm going to get out. It's going to be done. Like, why can't I have just this small smidgen of time alone? So like, you, why does so it have you, to be so split? So what do you do for the next place y'all move into? I want... I want two bathrooms. If we, because at first I was like, if we have like a Jack and Jill sink, I'd be cool. That was my initial thought. But now I realize that even if we had Jack and Jill sinks, I was, st- I still kind of value the alone time, like just being in the bathroom and being able to be in there by myself and do my shit and get ready alone, get it done, knock it out, and get out the bathroom. Like that is ideal for me. So if it if it turns into like a uh like a a cold thing that bothers me. So I kind of feel like my ideal scenario would be to have two bathrooms, even if the other bathroom is like a half bathroom with just like a sink and a toilet. Because I'm like I really just need the sink, and then I can fit the shower in wherever I can, wherever I can fit the shower in. But if like if, if she's doing the shower shit and doing makeup shit, doing hair shit in the full bathroom cool i can go to the half bath i can shave i can do what i need to do and then if i need to take a shower i can hit that up whenever it's available yeah i'm definitely uh i'm happy about the second bathroom because it's four of us in the house and sometimes you just don't get that bathroom time you want i can say 100 percent. i'm not whenever we move it's not gonna be one bathroom we need at least one and a half no nah, at least you, you have to have more than one you just have to and she's like oh that's gonna change she Every time she wants to get in the bathroom when I'm in the bathroom or we're like co-bathrooming, my my dissatisfaction with the situation is evident. Like it's obvious, <laughs> written all over my face and all like that I'm irritated. And she's like, oh, that's going to have to change. We we get a house. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not going to change. I'm not going to be happy with sharing the bathroom with my little 20 minutes when you get an hour and a half and shit like Give give me my little 20 minutes. I think that's all it is. Like, give me my little 20 minutes. You can have your hour and a half. I'm not going to fuck with you. Do your thing. But when it's my turn, let me get my turn. Let me get my 20 minutes. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing for that time. Get my shit done. Get out. And I'll be smooth. Like, I don't want to split the time when you've already had an hour and a half. Like, give me this time to just kind of, like, be alone. I value alone time heavily, super fucking heavily. And I always think that, like, I 
I know that I value alone time and I still always underestimate until I don't have it. And then I realized like, man, you value alone time way more than you thought you did, even though you know how much you value it. Like, I think I value alone time way more than the average person. And I've always said that I'm, I'm introverted, but like it, it, it hits yeah. me over the head a lot of the time. Like yeah. I value that shit heavily. Yeah. I'm definitely big on alone time. Um, just to be able to, to clear your thoughts sometimes, like, it's like, I just, I don't know if I could be able to survive with a person, you know, if we had to con- <laughs> constantly have conversation and, like, totally interact, total interaction. I don't yeah. think I could do it. Like, I want to have, like, that space. I just wish, like, even just, you know, not even just the bathroom thing, just just hanging out and going out, like, you know, my wife, Fran, she don't really hang out a lot of much anymore. And I'd be like, man. I wish some of them would come over and get you, like you know. You, you, <laughs> and it's not a, it's, and I, that man came out like really bad, but it I, didn't. This is funny though. I just wish like she had like better friends that did just go out and <laughs> hang out because it's like I have a good amount of friends, so I go out and hang out. But she just be at home chilling. I'm like, where the fuck is your friends at? Like, no one wants to go out and shit. I don't know. Go to dinner, have coffee. Fuck. What? What the fuck? Yeah, that's that shit is. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I kind of. My wife doesn't really have friends she hangs out with heavy like that, and then the ones that she does are like people from work, and we all kind of like hang out as a group. And that doesn't bother me. I don't. I don't. I don't find myself sitting around like, oh, I wish she had friends she could hang out with. Like that don't really bother me. Like I like the. I like our time together. So I don't really have that issue. Like I wish she kind of had like, you know, girls she could hang out with. But like at the same time, I'm kind of like, because my my thing is like I just like time alone, and she likes her time with her family. So it works out for me when she's kind of like, hey, I'm gonna go visit my mom, and we're gonna stay over there for a few hours. I'm like, bet. You're like, cool. I'll see you. <laughs> exactly. She's like, you gonna come? Nope. <laughs> and it's like it's not because I have any issue with your family. How do like, you keep getting out of it, dog? I. I get out of it just because I do it a lot. So it's kind of like I get out of it, but the vast majority of the time I do it. So it's like I get out of it. But if you look at it like, okay, you go visit your family seven times out of ten and I'm with you. Right. So I get those three times. So that's that's really all it is. Like I do it. I just value it when I have a plausible reason to not do it. So it's like, hey, I got to work. You know, I got this is my like like for instance, this Saturday is my scheduled Saturday to work. They give all of us a one Saturday a month that we have to work. We can work it whenever we want. We can work Saturdays or well, not even Saturdays, weekends whenever we want. But um, every every person on my team has to work at least one Saturday a month, and this Saturday is my scheduled Saturday, so it's kind of like. It, it, it's like that situation. So, like, if she has some shit planned where she wants to say, hey, I'm going to go over to Canada and kick with my family, it's like, well, I have to work. And it's like, I do have to work. But it's like, when she goes over there, she don't go over there, just, you know, kick it and come back. She stays for, like, a long-ass time. Like, she might stay overnight or she might stay late. So it's like, I have to work, but it's almost kind of like a cop-out for me. It's like, right. I only have to work to, like, <laughs> you know, I, I only have to work four hours. So if I go in and, like, 10 and i'm out at two if you're going till 11 <laughs> then i got 
all those hours, that nine hours to just right, yeah, ample time, you know, do me, so do whatever, so yeah. But yeah, it works out. So, did you tell our listeners about your uh, your fate? Oh, so you issued, you issued just, yourself a fate? No. So <laughs> for a while now, I've been considering, you know, going to whole, going to the through the whole, I don't know, whack all my hair off process. And so I finally did it like a week ago. And it's definitely different. I haven't had a bald, about a week ago. Right. Throw hats up. Um, Reggie Jackson, Bobby, Bobby Schmurter. He is too. Uh, and I said I would go bald, and it, I didn't realize how much maintenance involved being bald is. Like I had no idea the like the the energy you have to use to keep your bald going. I don't think it's a lot though. I, I mean, like more than regular. I mean, going I mean, to the barbershop like every two like, weeks. I go to barbershop every two weeks, maybe three weeks, and then pay whatever twenty dollars, and you got to make an appointment, or even if you don't make it home, you got to sit there and wait, and it's like a thing. Like you can't just go get a haircut. You got to be. It's a process. This is a fraction of your a large fraction of your day. If yeah, you're a black dude getting your process. haircut, it's a thing. Like you, you, you're you're, you're portioning out a. A large section of your day to do that shit. So it's like, yeah, it's if you keeping if you keeping it bald, yeah, you you might have to shave your head every three days. But at the same time, you don't got to deal with making an appointment. You ain't got to deal with sitting sitting in the fucking barbershop. You ain't got to deal with like, hey, it's Saturday, but I gotta chop out four hours of my day to a hair a fucking haircut and pay twenty dollars and shit like that. I don't know. To me, I feel like it's it's better. But that's, yeah. I mean, it's just more. It's just, you know, constantly or whatever. I have to get used to I need to just get, I need to get shavers because I haven't used a raz- um, straight razor on my head. And I probably won't because the shavers actually work fine for me. But, yeah, it's a, definitely um, a change. But, you know, I've been trying to get my head t- tan so it could be like the same color and shit. That's dumb. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's gonna just, happen. No, cause my head is like so for me it's wearing hats happen. and stuff like that. So yeah, you heavy with the hats. Yeah, <laughs> when I told my, <laughs> when I told my wife that you shaved your head, she was like, I don't even know what that shit would look like. He always got hats on. <laughs> like she was like he, she was like he shaved his she she shaved what hair? Like I don't even know what he looks like with a hat on. It's <laughs> like touche. <laughs> like, I was like, like, she probably hasn't seen you without a hat on. Yeah, I was like, you see him without a hat on his wedding, and that was probably it. You probably didn't yeah. even make note of it. And my wedding is what what made me look like, man. I probably need to cut this shit off. Like my my hairline's damn near gone. Like why the fuck am I holding on to this shit? It was just a matter of time, dude. Why did you hang on to it? Oh, because I had like because your bad, wedding was a long ass time ago. Because I had like. I had like major like dandruff and scalp issues, and so I've been you know going to dermatologists, getting all this stuff clear, and now I finally got to the point where it was like ninety eight percent fine. So I was like, this is the time. This so is the um, time. before we uh highlight this last little bit of email and shit like that, one last topic I want to touch on is um, it's important. Well, important slash relevant is um. We are currently in the NBA playoffs. The NBA season is wrapped up. And uh, you mentioned that uh, you want to talk about briefly Kobe Bryant. So um, let's just briefly mention 
what do you think about looking back? Because it, it's over now. It's over. He's done. What do you think about Kobe Bryant's career? Where do you place him? What 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 do you what do you think is going to be the story for Kobe Bryant in, in NBA history? Well, I've def- I've been a fan uh and probably more of a fan then, but I've been a fan of Kobe since he came out of college. I always thought he was a phenomenal player. You know, I think I think his his legacy was going to be great. I mean, I don't know nothing about his parenting and being a husband and all that stuff, but player wise, he's definitely gonna be amongst the great. He is amongst the great great players. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, his his athleticism and you know things of that nature. It's. I don't think you could really really repeat that guy. You know, like I think you could definitely have twenty twenty years down down the line. You could definitely have uh, a LeBron. Or a Shaq or something like that, but I just don't see Kobe being the guy that's replicated. Like, you know, his his game is is so is so good, was so good. His, you know, that I don't see that that happening again. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree with that. Like, it, it's Kobe. I I, in contrast to what you said, I, I never liked him. Okay. And in the sense of like liked him and like he's one of my favorite players. I, I was never like a fan fan, but I always liked and respected his game. And I think that when we look back at Kobe Bryant's career, and and we don't even we don't even have to go you know into the future. When we look back at his career at this very moment, right? We're looking at a guy who is probably in the top players of all time and in the like in the top players of all time like we're looking at like top three like we're not even looking you know like how easy he's in the top 50 or the top 25 or like this is a guy who is as close to jordan as we're ever gonna see and is one of the best players we've seen pick up a basketball in the nba in the history of the NBA. And I personally, even though I've never liked him, I don't dislike him, but even though I've never liked him, I feel privileged to have watched his entire career. Like watching his entire career has been amazing to watch. He's been, he's been really like just a statement to the greatness of the NBA. And like, he's, He's done a great service to the game. He's going to be missed. He's easily a, I mean, to call him a first battle Hall of Famer is almost like an understatement. Like he's like a, it's like he's there. Yeah, he's like he's he's what the the Hall of Fame is created for as guys like that. So uh, it it's it sucks to see him go because I I don't think we're gonna see anything like that for a while. And uh, yeah, Kobe was. Just, Amazing player to watch. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, he he would definitely he's definitely gonna you know be Hall of Fame. I mean, easily. There's you know there's no disputes on you know who you can name that's better, and you know what he does in this era. You know he was was he was he in ninety four, ninety six or seven. One of the two. Yeah. Six. He's uh. 
I just wonder though, you know, I that did you see any any paper saying that uh um who's the player? Duncan is gonna retire. Um, I believe so. I seen the article saying he retired after this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like I wonder, you know, Kobe did like this whole farewell tour, which I thought was like shitty for like the actual like players, other players and shit like that. Like, right. you know, they have to suffer through this stuff. Whatever, but I don't know, man. I, I I feel the same way about Tim Duncan. I feel like Tim Duncan is a, a, a exact same exact same situation. Is Tim Duncan Kobe Bryant caliber? I don't think so. In the sense of like this is one of the best players to ever pick up a basketball. No, but I feel like 20 years from now, we're going to talk about Tim Duncan is one of the best power forwards of all time. We're going to talk about Kobe Bryant is one of the best shooting guards of all time. And Tim Duncan's impact on the game was amazing. He had an insanely great career. And people could talk about how boring he was and how he was like generic and just kind of like he wasn't flashy, but Tim Duncan did it, man. Tim Duncan was amazing. Man. Tim Duncan was amazing to watch, just like Kobe was, just in a different, a different style. Yeah, he was about as fundamental as a guy. I mean, he just played the book by rules, you know. So another player, he's another player that I, I feel privileged to have watched their whole career. I remember when he came out of Wake Forest. I remember when Kobe came out of high school. Watched these guys their whole career. Watched Tim Duncan as a rookie with San Antonio win a title with David Robinson. Like his whole. His whole career has been great. He's been great. He's been uh, incredibly impactful and great for the game. Like, both of those guys are not just great for this era, but great for the game as a whole. And I'm I'm sad to see him go. Like, these are two two guys that I spent uh, the vast majority of my life watching, and they were really, really great players, man. Really great. I'm... I'm really uh, not saddened because I don't really know emotions, but uh, <laughs> I'm 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 regret I'm regretful to see them retire because these those are two guys who uh, really 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 made an impact on the game, and they were amazing to watch, man. They were they were really good players, man. How do you think the the next generation of players are going to be like? Do you think it's going to be ever the the next Kobe or? I'm sure they'll come along. Um, I don't see anybody who's currently playing that's gonna that that is of that caliber of either of them. But I'm sure somebody will come along at some point that's to that degree. But the game is so different now than it was, so. Who knows? But they're both they're both amazing, and and the 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 game has been better because of them. I so def- I'll definitely agree with that. So to uh, wrap up, let's let's uh, talk about some of the emails we got. Like you said, uh, we got emails from Gartnow, and Gartnow kind of was just kind of like catching over the podcast it was kind of like she didn't really say anything like hey let's talk about this thing it was kind of like more like hey i'm catching up on the podcast right good shit enjoy what we're listening to we're glad to hear from her again because i mean it's been it's been a while i'm glad she's back on 
So that's that's good to hear. Um, she left a voicemail basically just talking about uh, catching up on the podcast and, um, you know, basically just about that kind of shit. So um, good to hear from her. I, I, I thought about playing her podcast our her uh voicemail on the on the podcast but it was kind of long and it was more kind of like hey i'm back you know kind of shit so it wasn't really like topics or questions to talk about it's kind of like yeah i listened to and i thought this was cool um but hey hey what up though yeah glad to have her back uh hopefully she'll get caught up in uh Wait, what happened? I think I lost something. Um, get back into um, posting on topics and shit like that. Um, we also had a email from Baylor the Great that I'm trying to find. I don't know what happened to it. I think I lost it. I don't know what happened. Um, but he had an email about our um, conversation regarding... Uh, I think black guys and white women. I'm not sure because I, I didn't read it because I wanted to save it for the podcast. Um, now I'm having trouble finding it. Um, shit, where is it? Um, I'll find it. Talk about something else while I look for it. <laughs> um, um, let's see. So, the weather is nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um. Do 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 you ever watch Jeopardy? Did I ever watch Jeopardy? Did you ever yes, like I, like regularly or something like that? No, I sucked at it. That shit was way too uh into like history and shit like that. Uh, I, I'm not good at that kind of shit. Where are you looking up again? I'm trying to find Baylor's email. I don't know why I'm not finding it. I don't know why I can't find it at the moment. I don't know. Um, it's not in erase mails or. Oh, found it. Okay. So, um, I'm going to read it. I haven't read it yet, so I'm going to read it now, and then we can address it. Um, he said, when it comes to dating white chicks... Oh, so this was uh, our conversation about um, interracial dating, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. So, when it comes to dating white chicks versus black chicks, I think it just depends on the person's situation. For the most part, a regular, a regular single cat is just trying to bag every female possible. No matter what race it is. But historically, white women have been portrayed and painted as more submissive than black women. Mm, I think I might want to talk about that. Uh, should all men want some type of control, but it seems like the black celebs that married these white women just, just so happen to say stupid shit about black women. Black women are submissive too, but it's just harder to receive that from them because of their culture and background. Some what? of these black women had to put up with fuckboys in their past. Uh, do when other cat come on comes along. Uh, lost me. Uh, they they don't 
just a bit too fast. That's a weird sentence. Um, whereas some of these white chicks studied the game and see what they can do different than the black women. Not to mention they come from a different culture. As far as who's freakier, it's not a race thing. It's based on the individual. Living in L.A., I'm surrounded by multiple races. I'm sure that's true. And all of them can easily be labeled freaks. At the end of the day, the white women these days know how the game works and will probably put up with what most black women wouldn't. And that separates the two. It's not who does it better, it's who does it more. And for the record, white women been bad, we just got the cream of the crop. It's not one nigga that's about to pass up, pass up on Iskra Lawrence? I don't know what that means. Iskra Lawrence? Is that a person? What? Iskra I S K R A Lawrence. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But um So what do you think about what he said about white women being more submissive? What's your experience with that? If any? I've seen that happen before, you know, um, and I, it seems like it's like almost like a, I'm going to say a running joke because, I mean, you have those women that are. So, but I think it, it's definitely, you know, not a, not across the board, I don't think. Pretty sure it's not. Do you think that black guys date white women because they're more submissive? I think you have some that would. That definitely does. You know that's the situation though? Like generally. Because a lot of people shy away from stereotypes because like, oh, it's a stereotype. But like stereotypes are generally based on reality. Like, do you think that the reality is that white women are easier to deal with than black women? That's tricky, man. Yeah, I'm putting you as a shitty situation. <laughs> like Shitty question, because you say yeah, then black women are like, "Fuck you, Otis." No, I mean, I think you, I think you, 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 you can meet. A def, it's definitely a, a breed of a white woman out that will probably attract that that kind of guy to him. I think I see a lot of uh, black women, black men who date white women, and I do think that part of it is like a. A thing where white women are kind of generally more submissive, but I don't think it's because they think that black women are too difficult to deal with. I think it's more like the white woman comes along and it's kind of like almost like laying down the doormat and they just kind of roll with it. So I think it's kind of like I'm, I always make a distinction between hating something and not liking something or or actually dislike versus not like you can not like something but not necessarily dislike it like a uh, i don't know say uh a podcast you might be like I don't like that podcast it doesn't mean you dislike it or you hate it you just it's just not for you you just don't like it and i think that the same thing kind of applies to that scenario. Like there might be guys, black guys, who they don't dislike black women, but they might meet a white woman who comes along and kind of 
is just subservient, just kind of like, yeah, like I can kind of just like, you know, I have to deal with no shit and this is know, works man. for me. I don't, and I, don't, I don't think I would ever want a woman that was just, you know, yes to everything and no to everything I said. Like, I don't think I could do it. But a lot of people, a lot of those guys look at a black guy who might date a white woman might look at her like it's not so much she goes along with everything, but it's more like she's less confrontational. I think they look at it as like black women are so confrontational. Like, do you think that's a thing? No, I think all. I mean, I think you have all types of people just uh, confrontational. I don't know. I think I think black women may get a, a bad stigma because of the short the short number of other you know black women and television. That's kind of what I was trying to get at. Is like, yeah, where do you think that stigma comes from? That they're think, more difficult to deal I with. I think it comes from TV, dude. Really? I think so, man. Like, you know, movies, for the most part, none of the, uh, most of the movies aren't portrayed like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have some, but, you know, I mean, everybody has, like, a wait to excel movie and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. I, I don't think so. So, so, um, do you have anything else you want to talk on? No, nah, I think we could probably wrap up. Where we at? Uh, so about an hour 40. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, uh. Thanks for having us again. Back at it. Uh, we definitely try our hardest to keep pushing uh, for weeks in a row. Um, as always, if you know you always have questions, if we love the questions, you know, please send us questions uh, to our email at G- uh, emails, Twitter, what up the podcast at Gmail, to our what up the podcast Twitter, Facebook. Um, we're working on a new outlet. We may be able to post our episodes on google play so looking through that i was actually looking through that earlier and i think it's gonna be a lot simpler than the process for uh itunes so uh whatever the process whatever we can do to make our podcast uh easier to listen to we definitely or easy for you to interact yes exactly so whatever that case so uh we'll be doing that soon you can find our uh own uh twitter uh, accounts at Michael underscore Aaron and blame Otis one word. Um, other than that, until then, uh, catch y'all Negroes and others next week. Yep. Peace. <laughs> Peace.